Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Get your Bible out if you would and uh, hold it up. First time guests, we believe the Bible here. Um, we go to it and read it every week. And uh, we just believe we truly can, by the grace of God, the help of the Holy Spirit, we believe we can live this thing out. I got one person who agreed. I really believe we can live this thing out. Amen. It's not impossible. He didn't give us this thing and not, and not make it possible. So uh, it's through Christ. Hebrews chapter 12. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 12. That's more like my church, I know. So uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. We read these uh, two verses last week. I'm just going to tag off of them this week and uh, keep, keep dig, digging a little bit deeper today where I feel God is wanting to take us this morning. So uh, is that all right? You okay with that? I thought y'all might be. Hebrews 12, verse 1 says this. When you got it, say amen. amen. If you're still looking, page 1,743 is what that would be on. So uh, verse 1 says this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Just remember, again, these are people who, are not, uh, who have already been, been there, done that, have, uh, have been through situations, circumstances, uh, some even greater than ours and what we may be dealing with and have overcome. And today they're in the grandstands and they're cheering and they're encouraging today you and, and represent as that hall of faith uh, who have, again, showed us that we can make this and, and finish this thing strong. He says this, let us lay aside every weight. Tell your neighbor, not just some of them. Quit holding on to that one. Mm, quit holding on to that one. Somebody receive that. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is good stuff, man. Can we pray one more time together and just talk to him one more time? God, thank you, Lord, for every overcomer in this room, Father. I thank you, Lord, today, God, because your son overcame, we overcome, Lord. And we just declare today, God, in this room, God, just a spirit of faith and freedom, God, to rise up in each heart. God, we thank you, Lord. We're more than conquerors. We're more than conquerors, Lord. Because of what you've done on the cross, Jesus, for us. God, we just give you praise for it today, God. Let this word, as challenging as it may be, God, pierce our hearts. Lord, change our hearts, God, and draw us closer to you, Father. And Lord, I pray, God, today that we'll become more aware of your goodness in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just do this. Take a moment and just testify to someone. Thank, thank, you know, the Lord and just tell them for something that you're thankful for. Just take a moment. Just encourage somebody right now. I want you to do that. I want you to start practicing that. So just tell somebody around you something that you're thankful for. Come on, just tell them something that you're thankful for. Wow. That literally right there worked better than I thought it would. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I thought it would, it would do something, but that word, but did y'all sense that in the room? Did y'all sense that in the room? Just, 
I mean, just he had giggles and laughs and smiles and just uh, like the atmosphere began to change when we got a heart and a gratitude of thankfulness. And so that was just, that was just cool. So uh, we're going we're gonna to go there in just a little bit. So uh, just remember as we dig into this word this morning, what just happened. All right, please remember, if we get ready to dig and, and maybe hit some challenging things in just a moment, let's remember what just happened when we did what we just did there. So it's just cool. But we're in a series called Overcomer, and uh, last week we talked about overcoming the obstacles. And uh, we began to dig into and look at three points. If you were here, you took notes. If you were not here, go back and listen. Uh, go back, and if you were here, listen again to these messages. Get God's Word in you, man. I tell you, it's, it's incredible what it will do. And three things we discussed out of Hebrews 12 were this. The first one is that we lay aside the weight and the sin. We lay aside the weight and the sin. Uh, remember those things that want to hold us down and trip us up. I promise you, 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 you will run a lot better if you'll lay it down, cast your care on him. He cares. So uh, number two that we looked at was this. We talked about running with endurance. Uh, great testimony, Rhonda, today of, again, just pressing in for years praying. Some of you right now are maybe in the middle of that process of praying. You may be going, man, why has that happened for me yet? Why haven't I seen that yet? Keep on. Don't stop. The, I mean, the enemy would love to get you to quit right now before you cross over and before you see what's on the other side. So run with endurance. Don't quit too soon, man. Do not stop before this thing is said and done and you see God's word fulfilled in your life. And number three was this. We talked about looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, keeping your eyes on him. Have you ever been on the road and uh, you're driving and then all of a sudden you look up and you see um, one of these big billboards and you start reading it and then all of a sudden you look and you're drawn off almost to the side road and you hear that little, (laughs) the thing on the side. Amen, raise your hand just to make sure I'm not alone. Okay. Y'all was looking at me like I was by myself. Okay. Uh, But you know what happens? You know what happens right there? You're drawn to what you look at. You're drawn to what you look at. You're drawn to what you set your eyes on. Some of you are wondering why you may be failing. You're looking at the wrong thing. So look unto Jesus. Look unto him. Look, look and just fix your eyes on him. And what you'll just experience yourself doing. You'll just, you may maybe it's craziness happening in your life, but you fix your eyes on him. And before you know it, you'll just feel yourself being drawn into his presence and just get closer to him. So just keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. How many knows he's got a chapter that you ain't seen yet? Amen. He got a chapter you hadn't experienced yet. So turn the page, keep going, keep reading, don't stop. Keep reading, don't stop. Today I'm going to do something um, heavy on my heart, and we're going, to, we're going to take a few weeks and begin to dig and go some places. And so I ask you to please go with me. Please hang in there during these next couple of weeks. I, I believe these next few messages will change your life even more so than what we've experienced prior. I truly believe if we'll dig hold and grab hold of these things. Because today I want to begin to look at some of the weights. I want to begin to look at some of the weights, some of the sins. He says that we are to lay aside the weight. We are to cast those sins. We're supposed to just take those things and give them over to him. We're supposed to surrender those things. And I think there's a huge connection here. I think there's a huge connection in the weight we carry and the sins we're supposed to cast because a lot of times the weight we carry is sin. Now, just again, before we... 
just again, hang with me, because again, I believe we're going to find out some of the things that we're holding on to, some of the weights in our life. You'll see a huge connection today between it being a sin issue or something today that the enemy try to may pull into your life and stop you from being an overcomer. So we're going to dig into today, and we're going to go somewhere that um, it's just huge. We're going to start with the first weight today, laying aside and overcoming envy. All right, so that's challenging and fun. So look at your neighbor and say, we're going to talk about some stuff today. <clears throat> we're going to talk about some stuff today. I'm telling you, man, we're going to talk about this thing. And um, I, I, want to, uh, I want today to kind of get into uh, dealing with uh, and, and just beginning to recognize it's Thanksgiving month. I mean, it's November. It's a month of thankfulness. And, and every person here, man, can testify of something God has done. You may be in the middle of something ugly right now, but you can all testify of his goodness. Uh, you're breathing today. You're breathing in and out. You, you may have a situation in the family, but if you still got family, you're blessed. And so there's situations of things that we have, and a lot of times we look at the wrong thing the wrong way. So as we begin to dig into this stuff today, I'm not talking about that little thing that's in you that maybe just makes you want to win. I'm not talking about that. Uh, we, a lot of us, we have something inside of us that, that we, we know we want to win. There's, I've watched some of you during card games or during family nights and, and just cornhole even. I mean, getting out there throwing a little bag toward a little, little box and getting upset and getting ticked off and getting mad and just frustrated because what you throw didn't go in. That's okay. I've seen me, some of you guys get real nuts over a football game. I've seen wars break out on Facebooks and different things begin to happen and people getting nuts because of a football game. Come on, man. You know, again, I'm not talking about those things. Enjoy the little fun rivalries and enjoy the little things that may come around. But some of that stuff just gets ridiculous. And, and this is what will happen if we're not careful. It's very easy for us to enter into something called envy. Uh, and I'll, I'll go on record just saying this. I believe this is something that every person deals with. Amen. I really do. I think this is something that every one of us will deal with because of our flesh nature, because of the, the life that we have here, breathing in, living in skin, and going through life. I think this is something that we'll all deal with or we all have to face because it is the original sin. It is the original sin. It is what happened when Satan got kicked out of heaven. He was looking at, uh, looking at God, wanting what he had instead of being able to celebrate who he was. I mean, just think for a moment. I mean, here he was in heaven. Adam May was one of the angels, man. Imagine just being able to be an angel can just do, ah, oh, glory. God. I mean, just doing all that good stuff and floating around and, and doing all those cool things angels do. I don't know what all they do, but just whatever it is that they do, the whole angel thing. And then he got focused on something else instead of recognizing what he had. And it was something called envy. And envy did this. Envy got him kicked out of heaven. It got him kicked out of the place that he was originally supposed to be in and supposed to experience. And James 3.16 says this. It says that for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. For where envy and self-seeking exist. And that just goes against everything naturally who we are in the flesh. It just does. I mean, just, Pastor Chris, you just didn't even know, bro. You was just so on. And it was, he was talking about how, again, we have this certain amount of money and we want that amount of money. Again, I'm not talking about just walking in the blessings of God because I believe he wants his children blessed. I think, he, I think again, if we honor him, we walk in his faithfulness, I believe we'll experience those things and we'll experience the blessing, the prosperity of all those things that we have. But we should be able to understand that in any situation that we're in and we should be able to be 
begin to focus on what we have. As I talked about just a little bit earlier how that's changing some of the worship in here. This changes some of the atmosphere of the praise that people are beginning to grab hold of, again, just seeing who they are. So today, I want you to do uh, this. If you take notes, jot this down. I want to talk five things that envy will do in your life. I want to give you five things that envy will do in your life. Number one is this. Envy will steal your joy. Envy will steal your joy. I mean, it is, it is one of those things that will rob you of the joy in your life. If, if you've ever been on a mission trip or been on a foreign soil, it's amazing to me. A lot of times, uh, you know, you see mission workers and missionaries and different things. They'll put up some of the, the, the saddest videos or the saddest pictures of what's going on in foreign countries. And I understand that. They have to cast a vision of the need that's in that place. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not, not knocking that. But if you ever actually go onto mission, into a foreign soil, go as a missionary or spend time there, you'll be amazed. I've been in places, and I've, I've preached in Peru, and we've been in there in the streets and, and been in, in places in Romania or Hungary, and you see some devastation. You see some terrible things that just breaks, literally. Rhonda was saying breaks our heart, and I believe it breaks God's heart. But if you do this, you hang out a little bit of time with those guys, you'll realize a lot of them have more joy than we have. Oh, come on. Amen. A lot of them have more joy than what we have. You'll, you'll see some of these kids just pumped up. I mean, don't have any shoes on, but man, they have something that others don't have because this is what happens. If they, we become envious and begin to see what somebody else has, it somehow does something in our hearts and it makes us think we're supposed to have what somebody else has. You put one of them on the plane, you bring them here, and then you set them amongst America, which is such a blessed nation. I know we're in distress sometimes, and it looks rough, but we are a blessed nation. We have so many things. We have so many uh, blessings in, in our country, so many things that we take for granted that we don't see as a nation, and we don't recognize ourselves. But we are a blessed nation. And you bring one of those folks and bring them into our nation, and then all of a sudden they do this. They look at what we have, and then it does something to their life. You'll see it. They begin to become envious. They begin to come and want what we have or what someone else has. And this is what you have to be careful because you have to watch out what it does and it'll pull you in because this is somehow what happens is, is that we have to keep up with the Kardashians. Which I don't want to keep up with them jokers, man. That's a, that's a disturbing, upset family who needs prayer, needs Jesus. That's what it needs. And, I mean, we need to pray for them, seriously. But, I mean, they, they do. They plaster this stuff out there, and they put this stuff in the media, and they place all these things out there, and they want, want to just continually inundate us, our minds, and keep pressing stuff in and showing us what somebody else has, and then we'll do this. We'll sit back, and we'll get frustrated because we don't have what somebody else has. Will become envious. Envy will do this. It will rob you and it will steal your joy. The second thing envy will do is this. Envy will cause you to not celebrate the blessings of others. Envy will cause you to not celebrate the blessings of others. Uh, Just being very transparent, this is one of the things that I struggled with in ministry. As, as a minister of the gospel, one who's, who's called, I know by God, to, to, to share, the, share the gospel and to preach good news and, and bring gladness. There are times when the enemy will begin to pull into my mind and I look at a situation or I see a text or a tweet or a Facebook post or something else that happened at somebody else's church. And you know, as a pastor, you know what that will kind of do to you sometimes? They'll start pulling on you and you'll start saying, well, man, they had all this at their church. wonder why we don't have that at our church. 
I'm all right, I'm the only one who struggled with this thing. Let's be real. And you see it, and you start looking, and so for a long time, even he would mess with me. I mean, I would see stuff. I would see about a, a, about a church who had so many salvations, and I start doing this. I start questioning, well, they're probably really not all salvations anyway. And I'm going, are you, what in the world? It ain't my place to know who's, I mean, that ain't my place. It's my place to preach good news. And then so we'll start questioning. We'll start looking at some situation. And you thought you was in the same by yourself, pastor struggles. And so you see stuff and it just begins to kind of like mess with you. You start questioning. And it, I'm like, man, hold on. Well, how'd that happen? And if we do that, we get caught up on that. We'll miss and this, um, somehow miss what we've been given. And the blessings that we have. And if you're not careful, envy will do this. It will rob you and it will cause you to not celebrate the blessings of others. And the book of Romans says this. It says to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Now, I think we do a better job of weeping with those who weep than we do rejoicing with those who rejoice. Come on, hear that. I really do. And it's just, I'm... I'm trying to be transparent. We're going to deal with some weight. And so let's just be true. I think even sometimes we really are able to weep more with those who are weeping because even deep down in us, even the root of sin that enemy tries to place in us, God people, godly people who love Jesus, who saved and going to heaven, he'll still place something inside of us. And I think sometimes we'll weep with those who are weeping because deep down, some of y'all don't say, hmm. Ooh, you know, you know where I'm going. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Let's break our hearts, God, for what breaks yours. Uh, let's let's let really see it. And so, again, I, I, we need to do this. We've got to keep crucifying our flesh. We got to keep saying, Holy Spirit, come. We got to keep singing, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come in. Because we do this, we weep so much with those who are weeping. And I've seen that. But a lot of times, someone who's rejoicing, what do we do? We pull back. They shot a bigger deer than I shot. <laughs> Hold on now. Oh, 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 yeah. Now, why's it got to be like that? Because that's messed up, man. I mean, I prayed on my sin, and I got dopey out, and I'm doing, that ain't fair, man. God, why don't you bless them with so-and-so, and you not bless me with so-and-so? No, just be honest. Again, you insert your struggle. Just you insert your struggle. But don't we do it? We don't rejoice with those who rejoice. So I've made effort. I've made just conscious effort to start rejoicing when I see people rejoice. I mean, just, I mean, just get, get, celebrate with them. I see something, and just to get excited when I see God do something. So again, do this. And uh, I mean, it's just amazing. If we, if we would, again, do a better job rejoicing, we'll see, again, envy break in our life. Number three, envy will cause you to miss your own blessing. Envy will cause you to miss your own blessing. It, w- it will put something inside of you, and you do this. You begin to get focused on what someone else has instead of focused on Jesus, the author and the finisher. Come on, don't we do it? And we get pulled into this thing. And we- if we'll do this. We'll start, m- start saying, well, so-and-so has this in their family. So-and-so has this amount of money. Or so-and-so has this business. Or so-and-so got to do this. Or so-and-so got to do that. And you'll miss what you've been given, because again, every person in our room today or listening under the sound of my voice could do this. Come up on the stage. If you search your heart, you'd be amazed at all the things you could begin to be thankful for. It's just so many things, so many gifts, so many blessings and things that we have and so many things that God's given us. Proverbs 14.30 says this, A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bone. 
It's rottenness to the bones. And it ain't getting a sound heart as doing this. God, you've blessed me. God, you've done things in my life. Man, you've given me gifts and you've given me blessings. And there's so many things. And, and again, it's easy to do this. Take our eyes off of what we have and start looking at what we want. If you start celebrating what you have, you may get what you want. Come on, if you start learning how to celebrate or do this, learn to celebrate what others have. Instead of getting frustrated or envious or, or getting jealous of what you see somebody else has, begin to celebrate that and, and recognize that as, as a blessing for them. And, and don't look at it anymore. Man, well, this happened because they did No, listen, just celebrate it. Just celebrate. Learn. And again, if it ain't natural for you, you make the effort. You make the conscious decision to do this and walk it out. Number four, envy will do this. Envy will rob you of your purpose. Envy will rob you of your purpose. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's, it's one of those things where you look at someone else who may be called to do this or have this certain business or they have this certain uh, venture going on in their life or they have this certain ministry or whatever. Listen, it, listen, I might not be called. As a matter of fact, I'm not. I'm not called to do what somebody else is doing. I'm called to do what God's called me to do. Amen. You're called to do what God's called you to do. And if you'll begin to do this, look inside your heart. Start asking God, reveal to me the purpose that you have. Reveal this plan that you have for my life. And I promise you, every person in this room, God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. He does. And if you would just learn, again, as we talked about during that song, start looking at it and start being thankful for the goodness and the things that we have, you'll experience more of his presence. You'll experience more of his goodness in your own life when you start recognizing and celebrating. Because, again, the same way I said everybody could come up here and be thankful for something, everybody can come up here and complain about something. Come on, just be honest. I mean, we could. Everybody could get up here. But do this. Focus on the blessing and pray for the thing that's going wrong in your life. Was better. Thank you, Jesse, for having a brother's back. I mean, just, just thinking about it for a minute. Just again, focus on the blessing, but pray for the other thing. I mean, lift that thing up. Give it to God. Surrender it to Him and just give it over to Him. Because listen, you don't know what somebody else had to go through to get what they have. Oh, come on. Just think for a moment. You, sometimes you see somebody and you see a blessing that they have and you see something that's going on in their life and you don't know what struggle they had to get to, the, uh, to get that place to where they received that. You don't know how much time they maybe put in, how much schooling they had to go through, how much effort they had to put in, or maybe how much time they spent on their knees. And then you wonder, well, why so-and-so family getting this or this happening? You don't know how much time they put in. You don't know what it took. So again, be able to do this. Come to the place where you just don't miss and uh, the blessing that God has for you. Don't let envy come in and rob your purpose. Don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop what God has for you. Number five is this. Envy will cause you to live a life of comparison. Envy will cause you to live a life of comparison to where you're just constantly living your life and looking at what someone else has and, and living the same comparison. Theodore Roosevelt said this, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is a thief of joy. And a lot of times we do this. We compare what we have. We compare our, our possessions, our car, our house, our clothes, our salary. We, we, we compare our appearance, our hair, our body, our shape, our eyes, our, our guns. I mean, we, we do all that. We, we compare our performance to compare to someone else. And, and uh, we look at, well, well, they have this job and, and they have that spouse and they have that wife. They have all this. They, they, listen, we compare our circumstances. We do. A lot of times, again, we'll, we'll, we'll pull back and we'll start looking about how bad we've got it. I promise you, somebody else has it worse. Somebody else is going through something worse than us. 
So do this. Come to the place where you quit comparison because comparison will do two things. Comparison will put you in pride because what you have is greater than what somebody else has. Oh, this is strong today. I feel Jesus in the room right now. <clears throat> Whew. It, it, it will cause you to look at what somebody else has, and then you start looking at, and you start seeing, and then you start recognizing, oh, wait a minute, i got something better than so-and-so. I, I've got, I got something that, that they don't have. Man, my house is bigger, or my car is better, or, or my situation is this or whatever. If you start comparing, it'll put you into a place of pride, and then things get ugly. What happens when you start getting in pride? Scripture, Bible, somebody help me. Thank you, brother. Whew, thank you, people. Thank you. I heard that. Pride comes before this fall. So listen to me. Don't get into a place of comparison. Quit looking at what somebody else has and wanting what they have and missing what God's got for you. Come on, quit looking at what somebody else has and missing what God has for you. Quit comparing it. Quit doing that. Just say, God, what is it you want to bless me with? Start doing this. Because if not, you'll get in pride. The other thing we'll get into is resentment. If we don't have what they have, oh, this is good. If we, if we don't have what, we, what they have, we start getting resentful for it. Or we start getting frustrated for it. And then we get mad, and then we get upset, and then we, we quit coming to church, or we quit doing this, we quit doing that. Listen to it. Be careful. Quit comparing. Say, God, what is it you have for me? Come on, if right now we just start living our life, God, what is it you have for me? And start living a life of faithfulness for what you do have. Everything would change. <clears throat> Huge. That's good. How many knows those five things are good? All right, but that's one thing to just talk about. I want to give you three things to help you with the struggle. I want to do things, three things today to help you with the struggle. And <clears throat> we're doing good on time. Praise Jesus. Three things to do if you're struggling with envy or you see it come in. Number one is this, repent. Wow. Wow. I'm going to let that settle. I'll give you time to write it down. Underline it, highlight it. Repent. We don't, we, don't, we don't say that enough in church, and, uh, and, and we, don't, we don't discuss that. Listen, if when it comes in, listen, because it's sin, that's what it is. Envy is sin. Sin will separate us. It will, again, draw us and pull us away from the love of God and the things that he has for experiencing his love. He still loves, but we miss out on it. And so do this. Repent of it. Change your mind of it. Renew your mind. If it comes in and you start feeling, you start looking at the situation, if you're getting in that place where you, you see what somebody else has and it begins to come in, make up in your mind. Just go ahead and get on your knees if you have to. Pull off on the side of the road or whatever it is and repent. Say, so just give that thing over to God. Say, man, I'm sorry. I repent. I sin. I don't want to go down that road. I don't want to get into pride or I don't want to get into uh, to a place where I'm resentful of something else or what somebody else has. God, forgive me of it. It's huge, and it's good. It's good news. Do it in this sin, and this is what God will do. God will forgive you of it. Amen. He'll cleanse you of it. He got on the cross for envy. Come on, he got on the cross for envy. He got on the cross and went through everything to get you through everything. I mean, so he did that for us. That's what it is. And it is a heart issue if we are in a place of envy in our life. It's a heart issue. Let's just say what it is. Let's deal with it. Well, it's because the media are doing such a good job of making me want what somebody else has, and they're always blessed. We're always looking for somebody else to blame. Listen, let's take ownership. Let's take ownership, this man up, woman up, and let's do this. Just say, as envy, as sin, and I'm going to repent of that. I'm going to give that over to God. And you watch the Holy Spirit just come in and just give you grace, and the Holy Spirit is working your life. Repent of that. Repent of that, of that sin. Give it over to God. The second thing is this, when you do this, recognize. High five, you never say, you better recognize. Come on, say, you better recognize. 
You better recognize. Recognize. Recognize two things. Listen, recognize the blessings that you have. Recognize what you've been given. Recognize the things that are in your heart. Again, it's Thanksgiving month. It's cool. I've been reading some of the posts that um, it's day number whatever it is, and, and I'm thankful for so-and-so. Man, what if we just lived life like that? I'm thankful for something. Just took time. You, just, you literally, just a moment ago, the atmosphere in the room was just changing. It was just so cool when people were just thanking God for something. It may not be much, it don't seem like, but it's something that you know you've been blessed with. You see that God's done something in your life, and you come in, and you just recognize what he's given to you. Recognize, if nothing else, recognize that Jesus got on the cross for you. That's huge. Recognize it. Recognize what he's, he's given you, all the blessings and things that you're, you have in your life and the things God's put in your heart. And the third thing is this, rejoice. 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 Come on. He's way better than we let on sometimes. Come on, he's way better than, than we let on sometimes. He's ba- way better to us than we deserve. And, and he's been good to us and he's blessed us. And so this, take time to rejoice. Rejoice over your blessing. And make a conscious effort to rejoice over someone else. That's huge. Matter of fact, if you see something, somebody gets something, or somebody's been given something greater, something happens in their life, they get blessed, just call them up. Write them up. And don't be fake. Come on, I mean, don't be fake. Come on, really. That means you may have to repent, get your heart right, do all this stuff, get yourself in the right place. And so you can honestly go to them and say, you know something, man, I'm excited about what God's doing in you. I'm excited. I promise you, man, we're hearing testimonies. We're seeing lives changing. God's doing some crazy stuff in here. I truly believe it's because this church is realizing how to rejoice with others. I think that it's, we're finally getting that. We're seeing that. And we're no longer just getting to a place where we resent it, but we're seeing it as a blessing. Learn how to do that. Rejoice with someone else who has been blessed. Rejoice. And I promise you, what you celebrate in others, man, you'll see in your life. You'll see it. And you'll see it, experience it in your own life. I want to close with these verses. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Worship team can come on up. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I'm going to read it from the Message Bible because it's good. I like it. It says this. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. Hear this. This is cool. Paul is, again, who been through all, oh, man, just powerful, powerful, powerful. Think for a moment. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. As Chris was talking about, somebody who makes this certain amount of money wants this certain amount of money. I, I, there's, I, there's a big difference in contentment and complacency. And, and, and listen, we should be able to be content. Don't get complacent. Strive for more. Go after all the things that God has for you. But do this. Remember, regardless if you have a lot or you have a little, be content in that place. Understand that. See that. And he says, I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy. Whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty, whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Wow, that's awesome. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am.